0: Okay, welcome everyone to today's podcast. Today, uh, joining me is Kim Horwood, confidence and resilience coach and founder of Odonata River Limited. Welcome, Kim. Hello, Lindsay. Nice to see you. Hi, good to see you too. So Kim, thanks for joining us today uh, to look at coaching with values in this podcast series that we're running. Um, Can we start by if I could ask you about how you use values in your work? Yes, it's
1: it's a fundamental aspect of of everything that I do, and in my approach with with clients, whether that's an individual or working with teams and organisations. Um, for me, the values are the bedrock of, of how we exist and how we interact with other people. Um, I feel that to be authentic and to be integrous, and certainly integrity, is is my my number one value. It's about really being true to ourselves and the only way we can do that is if we know ourselves and have self-awareness about what makes us tick, what inspires us, what motivates us, maybe what irritates us so that we can uh, address that and to really be able to live a values-based life and for me that is absolutely fundamental in everything that I do. And for my clients, it's about helping them to rediscover and reconnect with their true values so that they can make certain life decisions and choices and have the confidence to know that that decision is going to honor them and be appropriate for them at that
0: given time. Lovely. That's great to hear. Fantastic. So, Kim, tell me, um, from the values coach training that you've done with me, which technique have you found most useful in, in your practice?
1: I think one of your early techniques, Lindsay, it was the the values aspects triangle, where you talk about how we demonstrate and receive um, behaviors from other people. So you talk about me to me as demonstrating a, you know, how you live your own value and support it for yourself. Um, how you demonstrate that value you may hold in the company of other people, and, and what comes back to you, what's reflected back to you from others to me. I found that that's a very powerful technique because most people are very good at knowing what their values are, or believing that they know what their values are, and they go, this is how I want to be with others. And this is how I want others to be with me. But the piece that is often missing is that me to me. And time and time again, I have conversations around self-care, particularly when I'm talking about resilience with people, and saying, "Well, how are you honouring that value in yourself and in your own life? What are you doing to to for uh, what do you? How are you working uh, that value me to me?" Um, and that often surprises people, and they haven't necessarily considered it. So that I think is a really powerful tool and and certainly gets people to consider you know, their own behavior and reflecting back on themselves.
0: Mm, yes I, I often find that people who give a lot to others and whether it's in their work or in their personal life they you know give a lot of themselves to others and they forget to to look after themselves so yeah I think I think you're absolutely right that's a, a the foundation and base of that aspects triangle the me to me is is very important and, and often forgotten. So that's a that's a really good point.
1: And particularly because I think a lot of people when they do give out to others and we're all we're both in the caring profession in, in many ways Um, it is about we can't give our best to others unless we do so to ourselves and so whatever aspiration or ambition anybody has that is remotely outward looking it's about making sure that they are bringing their best every day and they can do that by tapping into their core values and honoring them in their own world too
0: absolutely so one of my clients the other day said oh it's like the the oxygen mask in the aeroplane, you could have put yours on first before you can help someone else. So Absolutely, it's like that. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's a good way of thinking of it. Okay, that's great, thank you. How um, has understanding your core personal values made a difference to your life? I
1: mentioned earlier, my number one value is integrity, um, which has always been there, and I don't know really where it's come from, but it is definitely a core value that I've had all my life. And it definitely impacts and influences the choices that I make. So for example, uh, back in 2009, um, I used to work for the civil service. And so in 2009, there was an efficiency drive right across government and all of the learning and development professionals were basically let go. And I knew that I wanted to work uh, in the field of coaching. But I also knew that there were a lot of people, because of because of the economy at that time, a lot of people setting themselves up as independent coaches that had no prior experience of coaching or indeed any qualifications or training in them. Um, but for me, it's always been about bringing of my best, being uh, as um, as resourceful as I can be in terms of giving the the greatest service to my my clients. So for me, having a qualification in coaching was absolutely crucial. That was a, a you know a, a deal breaker really, or 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 um, no 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 brainer. Maybe that's a better way of describing it, a no brainer for me. Um, so I spent a lot of time to research the different coaching qualifications that were out there, and for me, it was it was going with the best organisation I could, and to have the highest level of qualification that I could, and to commit to that 100%. So yes, I set up my business while I was learning uh, on my course, but actually I thought, well, I'm investing all this time and money on my um, my standards and my professionalism. I need to honor that in in my integrity. So I'm going to focus on my course first and then build up the business second. Uh so at the end of the day I can now hold my head up high and say I'm a level seven advanced practitioner coach and recognized in Europe not just in the UK and for me that is about being integrous and being honest and and uh, authentic to to who I am and what I represent.
0: Lovely so that's a, that's a very important value for you and, and a, a value that's important within the coaching industry so yeah I couldn't agree more that Integrity is a is a extremely important aspect in in coaching.
1: And I think clients pick it up as well. They can tell if somebody is being integrous or not. Um, and for me, my whole approach is to challenge people to be the best they can. So I'm never pre- never willing to ask somebody to do something I'm not prepared to do myself. So people know when they work with me that I will challenge them to be as you know to be their best as well. Um, and that has paid dividends, and you know, people have really flown as a result, and it's been lovely to see.
0: Mm, super and that that value of integrity how important do you find that in organizations because there's obviously been a a lot of talk in the press about um, poor behavior in industries such as banking and finance Mm -hmm. Um, and and a lot of banks are now adopting the value of integrity and doing the right thing as something that they are uh, holding as one of their core values um, how important do you think and do you see um, I- as integrity being within within the organisational world?
1: I think it's essential, but I think what is required is definition of what integrity means for those organisations. Um, as you're right, you're, you're correct, there's been a lot of bad press, and I think that organisations have a responsibility to put their mouths where their money is and actually articulate what integrity means to them. We quite often see organizations that might say, yes, we're going to have high standards, but that's a very subjective term. So for me, to be integrous, they would need to say, well, we will work to agreed standards and we will be very transparent about what those are. That would be acting with integrity rather than just saying, yes, we'll be the best that we can be because that gives them a let-out clause. So in these these very emotive uh, industries, I think there's a lot of... um, work that they need to do to win back public respect and confidence uh, but certainly starting with their values and and walking that talk and actually demonstrating it on a daily basis in every aspect of of the work that they do and the way they conduct their business has to be a good improvement.
0: Mm. And and how do you see organizations Uh, embedding those values particularly that value of integrity how how would you see them embedding that within the day-to-day life of an organization
1: I think it has to come from the top down and the bottom up and the middle (laughs) in other words it's all aspects but but certainly there needs to be a very clear vision for the top of the organization and uh, the most senior teams need to sit down and work out what that organization represents for them and how they want their people to work in that organization. Um, and they need to keep giving that message every day You know, in, in terms of good change management. 40% you know, of their time should be spent on communicating what the vision and values are to their people. And it isn't just a tick box exercise. It has to be something that they live and breathe. So it needs to transmit and translate through all of their organizational processes, right from recruitment to appraisal to, um, well, to t- for every aspect of, of the business. And it needs to be embodied and embraced by everybody so that everybody has a say and an opportunity to contribute. Now, obviously that's not realistic with a multinational organization that's huge, but you can have representatives, change managers, and and teams working specifically on values. But to me, again, an integrous part would be that everybody knows that work is going on and they have an invitation to contribute if they wish, so that the organization can sit down and work out what it stands for and how it's going to actually demonstrate that in behavioural terms and reward and recognise when those behaviours are, are being uh, honoured.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, Kim, I understand that you're training as a medical coach. Tell me about how Values fits into that. Thank you, Lindsay.
1: Yes, I'm currently doing a qualification in medical coaching. And the reason for that is because I a lot of my work is around resilience and supporting women in particular, I hope in time um, to uh, to overcome breast cancer and to get back out and face the world again. And so I I guess very much linked with my own integrity uh, value about being the you know having the right tools and techniques that I can share um, with those particular clients. But in, what's really interesting is that in medical coaching, values also play a very large part. So you may well be in a position where um, a patient is unwilling to accept the advice of the doctors because it directly conflicts with the values that they may hold. So if you think about a, a blood transfusion, for example, or, or maybe... Um, they don't want to be on any antidepressants and the drugs that are being medicated don't sit well with with their values and so this can be a really powerful piece of work working with clients to to really understand, for them to unpack what their values are so that they can then get in a place uh, where they can move forward with the medical treatment or or not but it is about those life choices but in medical coaching the the, the premise very much around core values is that Every behavior that they demonstrate is motivated by a positive intent. So one of the things that I am now incorporating in my work with values is to understand what is behind the value in terms of the positivity of it. Um, so, for example, we've, one of my values is around um, respect. You know, it's, that's around showing respect to others, respecting myself, which is all around the self-care. Um, so what is the positive intent for that? Well, the positive intent is that if I show respect to myself, then I will have that self-care. And, and then that means I will be able to help other people to follow their own journey as well Um, and I just think this is a really interesting area the medical coaching is is specifically to help people with the emotional and the mental uh, trauma of a medical crisis and so we can look not only at people that might just recently have had a diagnosis but it could be a a very senior executive experiencing stress and burnout the tools and techniques are, are very much the same. And, and it, again, it always comes back to that, that place of origin, those core values for that individual and what it is that's motivating them and driving them to act and behave in the way that they do. And I just think that the more that we know about people's motivations and their values, the more choices and options that they can have and different perspectives as well to be able to see other ways of still honoring those values um, and perhaps take a path that they hadn't previously considered was open to them.
0: Mm. That sounds like really important work, Kim, and I wish you every success with your your training. And, Thank you. Um, it would be great uh, to hear more um, from you once you're you've set up that group and you're using those those new techniques and skills uh, in that work. I'd love to hear hear some more about that and how how well that goes. So fantastic! Very important work. Lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. One of the aspects that we covered in the Values Coach training, which is uh, using values in relationships and how important uh, that is, and and what value how values make a difference in relationships. Tell me, tell me about what that means for you.
1: Yes, I think it's a very important piece of work, and and it's about again being able to have a, a conversation with somebody and being on the same wavelength as them. Um, we often assume that people always think the same way that we do, uh, that they may well hold similar values, and. The reality is that we may well use the same trigger words to represent our value, but the definition behind it might be something completely different. And so, a lot of the work that I do is with individuals and with teams to improve the communications that they they wish to have with with other individuals or other team members. Um, and I think that the the conversation around what does about, what do, what words mean. Collectively in a group. So for example, I might work with a with a non-exec team uh, and to really explore what is important for them as an organization or maybe it's for an individual that's having a relationship challenge with a loved one or, or a peer or a colleague at work. It just helps to make the, the conversation more transparent because then people can can recognize that you might actually be on the same page even though you've used different words to describe it um, and, in terms of the communication process, it's about being able to honor that other person's value as well um so you might not it might not be within your top set or you might not even hold it, but that's not really the point. The point is that that they it's important to them, and in terms of building relationships, it's about honoring those other people as well and finding a way. Uh, and a turn of phrase or just to acknowledge that somebody has a different value and that you can respect that in the same way as you would respect them honoring your value in return so it's very much a a quid pro quo Mm. equal equal view about the the values in the room
0: yeah and and do you find that you can have deeper relationships with people uh when you when you have a values discussion so often what what i mean by that is so Often people have conversations and discussions that are held at a behavioural level. So it's mm. you know he did, she said, whatever, um, and it's very behavioural. Um, I find when when conversations are held at a, beha- at, a at a values level. They're much deeper and much more meaningful. Is is that your experience? Yes, it is because you're you It's almost like you're stripping back
1: the curtain or pulling back the curtains. You can then understand where this behaviour is coming from, and I think that's very the powerful mm. element of mm. it. So, for example, um, I was working with somebody recently, and they were experiencing a challenge at work, and I had a reaction to that. Um, obviously, as their coach, it wasn't for me to judge either way but afterwards I was reflecting you know what was it that was stirring up in me and I realized that it it was because I was feeling that my values were being violated it wasn't my problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I could see you know that that uh, that if I had been in that situation I would have have really struggled because it would didn't sit comfortably so but that's but that's my problem not theirs you know they were they had their own mechanism and their own strategies for dealing with the issue at work and we talked about what was most appropriate for them um so that's one of the things i have to keep rem- reminding myself as, as as a coach when i'm working with people is that this is not about me bringing my values to the table it's about giving the 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 client the space to talk about what's important for them and mm-hmm and giving them the strategies that that are appropriate to them. You know, I might have a very different
0: approach, but,
1: uh, but that's not what we're talking about. Mm, mm.
0: And so did you find that you were able to have a deeper conversation with that client about what was going on? Because you were working at at a values level. Yes,
1: because then I could understand what was important to them. Mm. You know, I, I had my I might have had my own assumptions initially. Yes. But then mm. by asking open questions and and delving deeper into it and understanding where they were coming from with their values, mm. then you of I had a much clearer um sort of pathway to be able to ask the right questions to help them to then move forward for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you. That's great. Thanks for sharing that example. Okay, finally, Kim, um, I'd like to ask you the question that I ask all of my um, podcast interviewees and that's tell me about uh, one of your values and why it's important to you and how you live that in your life.
1: Oh, that's a tricky question because I have a number that are are all top there up there. Um, I'm going to go for one which is actually not a work one it's it's my joy my value of joy mm-hmm. and and we had a long conversation around this when we were working through my values together I remember this very very uh, very vividly that i I play violin in lots of orchestras and I also love um, the outdoors and and the connection to natural beauty and and to the land and we had a long conversation around whether my value was around that connection to the land, or whether it was the fact that I, you know, would consciously take time to to, to smell the roses, to actually enjoy, you know, the, the stamen and the petals on a flower, or or just to appreciate the bird song, or or whatever. And and in the end, we we interpreted it as the value of of joy. And for me, that's the one that 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 makes my heart sing. Because it's it's me at my relaxed, most relaxed state, but also at my best state as well. In many ways, because I'm I'm giving myself the gift of music making, which I, I love with an absolute passion. Um, playing to an audience and and just enjoying the music and and the, the thrill that that gives me on so many different levels, um, and the appreciation of nature and the planet, and just really valuing the environment that, that we live in and, and how blessed we are really that it's around us every day. And we can all be so busy getting on with our lives and and striving for that next you know, that next meeting, that next piece of work, that next next activity that we need to do. But it's also about pausing and and appreciating what we have right now in the moment. And that for me links back to my self-care and my resilience and and making sure that I can be whole and 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 just feel that I'm alive and enjoying every moment that I can.
0: That's wonderful, lovely and I hope you continue to, to live that value, that sounds wonderful. I have every intention of doing so. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> well Kim Horwood thank you very much indeed for joining me today, it's been lovely to hear your views on values and how you live them and how you use them in your work so thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me Lindsay, it's great to see you, all the very best.
0: Okay, so that's the end of today's podcast and our guest today was kim Howard, confidence and resilience coach and founder of Ordinata river limited kim's contact details are in the show notes for the podcast if you'd like to get in touch with her and hear more about her work if you have any comments or would like to leave Uh, your thoughts on on this conversation this podcast then please do uh, comment on itunes or direct on my website if you have any questions or would like to hear more about the values coach training then please do get in touch with me Lindsay west through the website www.valuescoach.co.uk thanks very much for joining us and if you'd like to hear more there's a a further podcast within this series so look forward to uh, have you listening in again thanks very much indeed